everybody and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast, episode number 15. Now, it's not been that long since I released episode 14 with Alex Tooten, uh, but I've got a special uh, show, uh, kind of double episode weekend um, coming this weekend because my guest today is running uh, a marathon in his backyard um, and I wanted to to interview him. I have wanted to interview him for, for ages now. Um, and also wanted to kind of help give a shout out to his his charity raising efforts with his backyard marathon, which he's doing um, on Sunday, uh, which is either today, tomorrow or yesterday, depending on when you listen to this podcast, or it could be next week, uh, depending. But yeah, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, if you're a new listener, thank you so, so much for tuning in. I really appreciate the support. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, like I said, we're on episode 15 already, and we've had some remarkable guests on, some really interesting runners from in and around the Portsmouth area. So welcome to the show, and do enjoy. Now, obviously, in episode 14, which was released this weekend, I, I kind of gave a full update from myself and how my training's going, so I'm not going to do any of that, uh, and we're going to kick straight in with today's interview. Now, my guest today is the remarkable, the unique, the amazing John Cosgrove. The good-looking John Crossgrove, as he always says. Uh, John uh, is a is a runner who I've kn- who I first met through Strava. Funny enough, like you do with most runners these days, you meet you meet on following each other on Strava. Um, John's a, a member of the Vegan Runners Running Club, and John is also like myself uh, a hooker racer, um, which we we both got signed up for last year, which is great. We both share the the love and the passion for hooker shoes, uh, and we got to talk about that a lot on the podcast, which is which was great. Uh, John's John's a really interesting guy. He's done so many unique and, and interesting things in his life. He's been on TV. He's been on radio shows. He's done podcasts before. Um, he's in a band called Mike TV, which is quite fascinating to chat about. And as I mentioned earlier, John is doing a backyard marathon tomorrow with the help of Rowena, his girlfriend, who is making a medal, I believe, and, and a finish line sign. Uh, and Rowena will be helping broadcast it uh, live on Facebook, hopefully with uh, internet connection, uh, assuming that goes that goes all well. So it should be really, really good. John's raising money for two amazing charities, which we discuss in the podcast as well. And obviously I'm providing links to those that fundraising page uh, on my social media channels as well. So if it's something you want to support, please do um, give John a lot of love. Uh, log in and sign up uh, to view it on Facebook as it happens live on Sunday if you catch this podcast in time. Um, otherwise, I'm sure there'll be some clips uh, of him and some photos of him doing it on social media. So without further delay, here is John Cosgrove. Enjoy the show, everyone. Take care. Happy Easter weekend. And as always, happy miles to you. John, we're, we're actually live. This is it. We've um, we've begun the official podcast. How are you doing, my yeah. friend? I'm really good, thank you, mate. Um, I am lying in my garden, uh, the yep. scene of tomorrow's garden marathon, just uh, chilling and looking forward to having a nice chat with you. And you're you're soaking up the atmosphere and and the the same kind of scenery that you're going to see for quite a few hours tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is going to be quite a few hours, but I can't. I'm pretty sure you're similar. Do you like quite? I like running a loop. I like a loop, so I think. 440 loops that's fine i can't get lost then can i <laughs> this is true although i probably could get lost doing that but um because i'm my my sense of direction is terrible but like you say if if i'm, I'm i don't know if you're the same if i'm running i you know you could literally put me anywhere you could you could pick me up by the scruff of my neck with my with my legs and arms still moving you could put me anywhere and i'd be happy as long as i'm running i just i just yeah. love i love the movements i love the freedom of it and you know like i said it could be in a tunnel it could be 
on a loop it just doesn't matter so it's all it's all it's all good so so listen on i mean on that note um obviously i got in touch with you to to do the show and i've been keen to get you on because um like i've said before you are such an interesting guy an interesting runner and you're, you're such a lovely guy to run with and chat with and we've had a, like you know the pleasure of sharing each other's company a couple of times after south sea park run um and you are also a fellow uh hooker racer as well which is which is nice to get you on so we can geek out properly about the shoes and stuff during this during this chat um but tell us a little bit about this this challenge that you've got going on tomorrow because because that was obviously that was one of the main reasons for for recording the show well first up thank you very much for having me on the show it's super kind of you mate and you're you're such an awesome member of the running community and you help so many people out so nice one for that uh thank you. secondly i yeah tomorrow um yeah, I'm doing a garden marathon. I know a lot of people have been doing them, uh, which is great. I think it's brilliant that people are setting up their own kind of races and challenges in their own garden to kind of emphasise that you can stay at home and exercise, but you can also uh, set up your own challenge and your own race. Um, mm. And I knew that I was going to do it because I remember, I remember a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago, seeing a news story about um, some Chinese fella who'd done a, a marathon in his living room around his uh dining table or something like that or his living room table and i was like yep if we go into lockdown i know fully full well that i'll do something stupid like that as well so <laughs> race, fantastic all yeah all the races have been cancelled uh so might as well set up my own race uh, do a garden marathon and I, I did a little test run around the garden and it's quite a nice loop actually it's one little one little incline um it's a 60 meter loop and yeah no it, it's, it's can't really complain actually um so i thought well, i'd do it and obviously try and raise some money for a couple of cool charities and get my girlfriend who's uh living here with me involved as well so we both had something kind of creative and fun to do whilst we were on lockdown brilliant it's a, it's a great idea isn't it because it's kind of like with the races being cancelled and stuff i think everyone's kind of like had this this you know real kind of like low moment and I, and I know I did last weekend when I was meant to be running the South Downs Way 50 um you know obviously so much training goes it goes into it and stuff and and it's okay like when that decision gets made and you you know with COVID-19 going on and so many people out there suffering and kind of losing loved ones and stuff it really puts it in, into perspective it but it does kind of get you down so having something like this in the calendar like you say something that you can do in your house safely um, with the people that you're that you're isolated with is is just a brilliant way, and, and especially that you're raising money for it as well. Which which two charities are you raising money for? So raising money for Tower Hill Animal Sanctuary, which is yep. uh, a sanctuary ran by legendary vegan runner Fiona Oakes. Um, a lot of people will have seen her documentary, and if you haven't yet, I think it's on Amazon and some other places. They're trying to get it on Netflix. It's called oh, Running okay. Good. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it's really worth watching. She's a really inspiring lady. She runs like an animal sanctuary in Essex with 600 rescue animals. But she wow. also runs like 100 miles a week. I think she's in her at least 100 miles a week. Sometimes she does like 150 and stuff like that. She's properly nuts. And she's a good runner as well. She's like done a 240 marathon back in the day. And yeah, she, yeah she's good. And she's just a good human. So uh, it's to raise money for her sanctuary. And also, um, my girlfriend, Ro, her dad um, died about three weeks ago now. Um, oh, or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really sadly died of cancer. And um, there's a uh, place uh, in Guildford that helped him and the, her family uh, in the last few weeks of his life um, called the Fountain mm. Centre. And they did a great job helping and they do like massages for um, 
people and stuff like that. They do all sorts of stuff for people when like they're terminally ill and yeah, they, they're amazing. So I thought, well, if I'm going to get involved in this challenge and Rose here as well, there's no point. We'll, we'll split it. We'll split the charities and like uh, uh, do something good for that as well. That's fantastic. That's that's really really good. I mean, I guess it kind of um, for for Rowena, your girlfriend, it helps kind of like the healing process a little bit, like being involved in something like that to help help oh, the charity, yes. which is good. Yeah, she's doing a great. She's been brilliant actually. She's very supportive. She's also a really good runner, even though she doesn't think it. She's amazing, and uh, she uh, she has made um, my race number as well. <laughs> Oh, excellent! Excellent. What, what, num- what number are you? Uh, Sixty-nine, of course. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised, John. <laughs> yeah, what other race number is there? So she's made an amazing handmade race number, and she's making like uh, some other cheering stuff. And she's uh, event director. Brilliant! That's fantastic. Running the live stream and all that kind of stuff, and doing Instagram stories and everything like that. So it's good to have an event director here, who's also a runner. <laughs> cool. So, 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 you've, so, you've, so you've done your, your kind of pre-race registration process and, and had your kit checks and everything and uh, you're all good to go tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Done, done the kit check, done everything like that. Yeah, all, all good to go. Checked in. Cool. Got the, yeah, got the number. Uh, been for last little jog around, you know, get everything loose. Do a podcast interview in the garden, all, the, all that stuff you normally do before a big race. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's really, it's really good. You can hear the birds singing in your, in your garden. It's lovely. It's a nice, it's a nice kind of like pre-race relaxing moment doing this. It's a, it's lovely to chat to you. And um, just quickly, where um, are you going to be live streaming uh, any of this marathon? Yes, the plan is to live stream it on my Facebook page, which is just Pickled John. Um, and uh, I'll try and make it public. Uh, hopefully, that, uh, yeah, should be fine. We'll work out how to do that on the settings, but it should be public. Um so people can tune in there. And Rose also going to be doing Instagram stories and maybe some li- Instagram live from uh, my Instagram account, which is also Pickle John, throughout the day. Um, so yeah, there'll be there'll be lots of places. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it. In fact, I'm you know I was looking forward to watching the London Marathon and stuff this year, which has obviously now been shifted up. But um, this 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 has replaced it. So thank you. I'll be I'll I'll be keeping you live on my phone tomorrow, and my wife and kids will be looking at me going. Why the hell are you watching someone run around their bloody garden over and over? I'm watching this weird scarecrow man run around his garden 400. <laughs> it's got a couple of other people do theirs, and it's quite it's quite relaxing. It's like, oh, there they go again. Nice, like that. That's good. Well done. Oh, they're back. Only problem is with yep. my live feed is because that internet is not perfect here. I'll have you'll probably only be able to see about five seconds of each 30 second loop. So um, yeah, okay. So yeah, People I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Rowena will, um, will, will post up a few little kind of like videos afterwards as well that people can watch. So, exactly. um, yeah, yeah I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be, be really, really good. So listen, is, is the, is the grass is all cut and, uh, the course is, the course has been made good. The track, yeah, I'm going to cut the track tonight, um, to make sure it doesn't like do any mad growing overnight or anything, but the grass is pretty short here, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to go cut that track out tonight. So it's good to go awesome great stuff and listen um i've been i've been awesomely waiting to hear what trainers have been selected or are you still deciding because obviously you run in hocker shoes so do i um the best shoes to run in obviously have you selected a particular model i don't know this is the thing right i don't know because it's a little bit lumpy here i mean it's not totally smooth the grass uh 
So I, I, I'm still undecided on trail or um, road shoes, really. I mean, you could get away with road. So if it's going to be road, I'll probably stick on the Clifton 6. But if not, mm-hmm. I'll put on my Torrent because they're really comfortable and I quite like them and they're quite nice and light. And yeah, I might put those on. Okay. Could, could you, is the possibility of you wearing multiple multiple pairs and just and just switching them off occasionally? Yeah, I think I'm going to put, we're going to have a Hoka shoe corner, I think, and get all the shoes out and then have a few options. You know what I mean? Um, nice. Yeah, I think that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, definitely. Might be a pit stop or two, come in, you know, get towed down, uh, change your shoes, put some, uh, whatever they do. Yeah, it's like like changing your tyres, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It's like it's like a kind of like a Formula One pit stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brilliant, well, John. Just quickly, um, yeah, obviously, I'll, we'll move on and uh, and find out um, obviously a little bit more about you and uh, maybe maybe move on to this a little bit later. But just quickly, how much money have you raised so far? Because I believe the last time I looked at you had hit your target and maybe gone over. Yeah, I I keep pushing the target up because I'm a cheeky bugger like that. So we started off at grand target, and then we went up to two grand, and now the target's two and a half, and we're at two thousand four hundred and fifty uh, last time I checked. Um, yeah, it's so great. It would be great. I'd I'd love to get towards three grand um, after the event. You know what I mean? I think three grand would be amazing. One thousand five hundred pound for each charity would be brilliant. Um, people have been so generous, like with their money and sharing stuff and helping. It's just it's just really nice people are great fantastic it is good yeah i mean people have i've seen people's comments and stuff on your page and it's yeah it's just very very noticeable that that people are very encouraging and and people are supporting this event because it is it is remarkable really that you're going to be running around in that loop just over and over so really looking forward to watching it and wish you all the best and i will be donating you some money once you've been through the pain (laughs) (laughs) thanks mate i appreciate that it's wise to make sure i actually do it before i donate all those people that have donated before i've actually done it you know what i mean i could get really drunk tonight and not not get up tomorrow who knows Uh, uh, i I think we're gonna have to cut this bit out john (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm not going to i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in bed by 10 do all my stretching um yeah don't worry i'll be i'm best behavior ready and raring to go at half 10 tomorrow morning good 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 and you're and you're obviously your injuries are all good um your your sacrum's all good and uh there's there's nothing i i I didn't know i had a bloody sacrum until uh tuesday um (laughs) i was like i went for a run was going to do like 15 miles last Sunday, nice and easy, down the country roads. Started off running and it felt like I had a metal rod through like my insides. And I was like, and they all felt twisted. And I was like, that's weird. But I did what all good runners do, battled through, got to 11 miles and called it a day. And yeah. then I woke up Monday and it felt like someone had kicked me in the tailbone. I was like, oh God. Ooh, right. Okay. Yeah, it felt really weird. And I couldn't really walk or bend over and there was a sharp pain. So luckily I went to my physio and she did like an online thing on Tuesday and gave me all these exercises to do. And mm-hmm. it kind of loosened it off. And now I'm like I've ran the last two days and it was a bit bit awkward. But today it was totally it went for a half an hour run now and it's like at ninety five percent. But really weird never even knew i had one of those and uh yeah i managed to hurt it somehow there we go we're, we're full of all these these different kind of like moving parts and stuff that we that we only find out we have once they break which is <laughs> i guess similar to a similar to a car service isn't it it's like you, you want how much to fix what <laughs> yeah, i know i know i know i think yeah. i will actually be an expert by the end of my running career on the human body from the amount of like different injuries i've had and how to fix them it is like as as much of a pain in the ass as it is like getting injured 
as long as you go straight to a physio and learn what you need to get fixed uh, or learn what you've done and how to fix it it's it's just the best way of getting getting stuff sorted isn't it yeah i think i think like i've noticed especially with yourself because obviously i've been i've been tracking you on strava and following your progress and and was aware that you were you were due to go out and run valencia last year um i it's something that i wish i was a lot better with because i tend to just just do the stupid thing just carry on and I, I do often find that injuries just disappear over time. I, mm. um, I'm, maybe I'm just lucky. There are some, obviously, that, that that I haven't been able to do that with, and I've had to go and see a physio. But I do tend to kind of take the take the the frowned upon uh, way of just kind of like running through it. And most of the time, I'm lucky. I've only had a couple of instances where I've had to kind of go off and and rest for a bit due to like stress fractures and stuff. But obviously, switching to hocker shoes um, helped fix all kind of like my lower leg. Bone yeah, issues and stuff, and actually saved my ultra running. Yeah, I've never. I've, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, Hope shoes are great, and I've never had any issues with them. My my issues and the reason why I got injured before Valencia last year, and um, this injury as well, is because I had my appendix out last summer, and my physio reckons that because it was quite a long op- like operation, because it was really really screwed up in there it wasn't just an it was like a three four hour operation and it was really wow, stuck right. in my, it was stuck in my pelvis so she reckons that my pelvis is somehow twisted so yep. it messed up my hamstrings now are overcompensating instead of my core and ah. this is really boring for anyone listening unless they're a runner and they're like oh, oh it's interesting that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well yeah so my hamstring so that, that's what i messed up my hamstring before valencia and why I hurt my sacrum as well. She just reckons it's still a bit twisted. So I think I'm going to have to get more, obviously quite good with the stretching and the foam rolling and everything like that. But I think I'm going to have to start bringing out the Pilates A game, I reckon. Oh, oh, bring out the, the, bring out the big guns. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, I know. It's not just, the annoying thing is we'd love to just go out the door and go running, wouldn't we? It'd just be easy. It'd just be nice if we could just run. But there's so much other, other stuff you have to do just to get out the door. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But I think I think the lesson out of that one, John, is that you you kind of like you listen to your body, and and it's a lesson that the listeners kind of out there can 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 take to heart as well. Is that you seem really in tune with things, and you listen to the to the physios when you go to them, and uh, you know I've 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 seen that firsthand with the fact mm-hmm. that you kind of like postponed your Valencia marathon and stuff. So it's, I think it's really it's a really good lesson and stuff. But um, I was gonna I was gonna like um step back a bit and. Uh, Talk about when when we first met each other because I think um, we did the normal Strava thing where you end up following someone on Strava first and then meeting them later on later yeah. on in life. So um, I, I know I probably stalk most people I follow on Strava, not in a stalky stalky way, but just kind of to see what people do with their training and I yeah. kind of look at the mile splits and see what people are doing in their runs. But um, yeah, I think we we ended up going for like a couple of runs after South Sea Park Run and stuff. I think it was, it was yeah. when we first met each other. I think we ca- I think you we both had Hoka shoes on, don't we? And you were like, "Oh, how are you getting on in there?" And I was like, "Yeah, I bloody love them." And you were like, "Yeah, oh, cool, uh, yeah." And well, you just came over, had a nice chat, and then yeah, we done a, we had a couple of little runs after after Southsea, and after all this uh, coronavirus stuff has gone, I'm very much looking forward to doing some running with you again, mate. Yeah, cool. I definitely want to come up to to where you live, um, up near Petersfield, and uh, enjoy some of the some of the hills and stuff up there. Um, but h- how like how have you be how have you guys been keeping during during COVID nineteen? Yeah, it's okay. I, I I feel kind of lucky and privileged as much as like obviously I have this nice garden which I can run around in um, and do a marathon in. Hopefully, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, 
yeah, I, I feel quite lucky and privileged, really. I've got, I'm lucky that my girlfriend's here and like, I've got the garden and I feel, I feel bad for the people who are obviously stuck in a flat or don't, mm. don't have any access to like being outside, especially because the weather's so nice at the moment. Um, but, and I, we can both work from home. So we've been, we've been relatively lucky and I don't know, lots of people have lost their jobs and stuff like that. And we, we're kind of in a little bubble here, whereas I just uh, I appreciate that a lot of people, especially all the key workers and NHS workers are working their, their, their asses off at the moment. So yeah. it, I feel kind of guilty, kind of privileged, but also happy that I'm trying to stay at home as much as possible within, uh, within the law. And I can do something, give something a bit back by raising some money for charity by doing a silly challenge. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's something to take away from that as well, is that, you know, no matter how bad your situation feels and stuff, there's always people out there who are who are kind of like keeping everything going and or people mm. in in worse off situations. So I think it's kind of like a little bit of a healthy way to kind of keep yourself grounded thinking about that. So, yeah, brilliant. I've, I've you know, here at home, I'm the same as you, not really being affected too much, able to work from home. Um, jobs not being too affected, although you know I have kind of noticed that it's it's a little bit difficult to work when everyone's working from home. But um, we 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 carry on. But I've been doing like some awesome stuff with the kids and the family and learning how to play new board games. And I've um, been back on a skateboard, remembering how to do an ollie. And I'm trying to master the kickflip at the moment and just all sorts of things. Yeah, it's been been pretty crazy. Oh man, um, do skateboards yeah. and distance running mix? Uh, probably not due to the <laughs> fact that um, I think I'm due to fall over and crack my head open very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, I used to skateboard really badly back in the day and like trying to get back on a skateboard now. I can do the skating in a straight line down the road thing, but trying to do any tricks and just be terrified. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I've, I've, I've almost got to like kind of, um, I'm going to practice a moving ollie. I need to make sure that I'm landing on grass. So I'm, I'm you know, I've, it's, it's quite, it is quite funny. It's quite hilarious. I think my kids are, are mortified whenever I get on a skateboard. They just think it's so embarrassing, but yeah. Um, so listen, John, yeah, well, I feel cool myself. You know, it's like, you know, like dancing on a dance floor when you've had a few drinks. <laughs> you are. Do not worry. Yeah. Yeah. So listen john you, you haven't always been a runner and in fact um you know kind of focusing a little bit on the running now you've only been running for about four years which is incredible because you know you've done you've done so much stuff with the running so far including obviously running the sub three hour marathon which we'll, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit but just to find out a little bit about you um where where were you born and and, and where have you grown up i was born i was born up in mansfield in nottinghamshire um where a lot of my um mum's family were uh, most of my family are irish but I am. Uh, I live in. P I've lived in Petersfield or nearby for pretty much most of my life, really. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So which, British and Irish. <laughs> which 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 school what did you go to up there? Which school? Yep. I went to Church's College. I'm a private school boy. Not that many people believe. Oh, okay. it. Okay. Not when uh, many people believe it when I tell them that. <laughs> brilliant but there was obviously like sport sport was obviously in your school and stuff what what, what did you what did you end up playing as a kid did you I, do any running yeah no i hated running i didn't okay. I, I i hated running until about three or four years ago i always thought it was stupid i always thought well if you're running the only people that run are people that are late for something or and i i didn't <laughs> get it do you know what i mean i was, I was just was like I don't really like running. I didn't get the joy of it or anything. I played cricket a lot when I was a kid. Um, okay. Yeah, I really got into cricket. Like, I played cricket from when I was te 10 till about 16, 17, 18, and then did the normal thing of dropping out and getting into other stuff. 
but then I started playing cricket again when I was about 30 years old, uh, maybe, wow. yeah, l- late 20s, early 30s. So that was about eight, nine years ago now. Um, so I just started playing that and I was so unfit, mate. It was unreal. I'd be knackered after playing a game of cricket in a day, like really yeah. bad. <laughs> but but um, a cr- cricket, I guess kind of cricket, if you're, if you're batting, then it's kind of almost like, a, like an ongoing interval session until you're out. Um, but fielding... Is is it is it tough? Is it is it does the running that you do now kind of kind of help contribute towards your your cricket fitness? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, like the last two or three seasons, you can really. T- I got fitter as the years went by playing cricket um, by just doing like gym stuff and everything like that, and just generally being a bit fitter and giving up smoking and drinking less and kind of looking after myself. Um, but yeah, the running now has just kind of yeah really helps. I'm pretty fit running around the running around the field. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to field for like three hours in the sun. So a lot of time, there's a lot of standing around and chatting and not really doing that much. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the fitness mm. is definitely lots of, lots of short sprints. Yes, nice yeah. short sprints in the field. Yeah, still tiring, though. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, as I, I was exactly the same as yourself. You know, I, I, I've always... Well, I used to hate the idea of running. I just could not understand how people could run. And yeah. and even when I was younger, like living, growing up in South Africa, I had the opportunity. My father used to own a own an Italian restaurant in uh, like the middle of Johannesburg city center. And one of his guests, um, or a couple of his guests, were some famous South African runners. One was uh, Bruce Fordyce. I don't know if you've heard of him before. No, no, I haven't. No, I don't. My running knowledge is not amazing. Only I only have a bit of knowledge from some of the books I've read over the last three or four years. Yeah, now he's he's like a famous um, South African runner who's won the Comrades Marathon like like in, in a number of years oh, um, wow. back in the I think of the eighties or nineties. And and I also met um, one of the South African runners called Zola Bud, who was famous for running yeah. like barefoot and stuff in yeah. races. Um, but I, you know, I used to meet them in, in the restaurant when I was when I was there with my father and. Um, they used to tell me all about their running and I, you know, I just kind of like went in one ear and out the other. I had no idea who they were, but obviously now that I'm into the, the running world and especially the ultra running world, uh, Bruce Fordyce sticks out, you know, as, as, as an incredible, um, uh, ultra distance runner. So yeah, it's just funny, like, you know, how you can hate something so much, start yeah. doing it. And then, uh, yeah, you just kind of like fall in love with it. It's, it's amazing. Oh yeah, totally. I totally yeah. agree. So yeah. So um, you've done loads and loads. You've done so much stuff in your life, John. Like you, you're the most kind of like diverse character of uh, one of the most diverse characters I've ever met in running. Um, you're in a band. Uh, you've done various TV, radio. I mean, you've been on a couple of TV shows. In fact, you've been on Come Dine with Me, and uh, yep. you've done some film stuff as well. And you've been on Tattoo Fixes. Uh, it's it's quite incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about like those experiences and how they came about? I suppose I kind of like doing like different challenges and different things and like anything where I can show off. And that's probably why I like running and doing races because <laughs> you just get to show off all the time, like to other people you're running with or people watching you. So running's just uh, like part of that, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, I've always like after um, kind of going to college and stuff, like that, I didn't really do very well or anything like that because I couldn't really be bothered uh, I just got into playing music in bands and played in punk rock bands and for years and years and years and had loads of fun with that and that kind of just led to just doing other things like going on kind of me and just like if anything that comes up that I think is suitable to me I'd give it a go do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I completely get that man I can completely relate to that you know any anything anything that kind of like adds 
adds to the spice of life, man. It's just things are fun. I mean, you you, you strike me as very much as a, of a people person. So, was the come dine with me experience good? Did you get on well with the other guests? Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed doing. It. I did it. It was the Portsmouth area once in 2011, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was just one of those things. I saw it on Facebook, applied for it, said some weird stuff. Uh, was one of my key skills, and uh, they. <laughs> They let me come on the show, which is uh, which was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, it was fun, and then I got naked and ran around, and uh, that was uh, my obviously my big reputation that I had ruined. Well, well, thank thank you for telling me that because I haven't actually got through the whole episode yet. So uh, thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't why not? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why not? Why not? Um, your your band. Now listen, you've you had some success with your band. You've uh, did you you got to do some some uh, events over in China, I believe, and you've you've made a few records? Yeah, no, we did all right. I mean, I just played in bands all my life, really, but um, played in a main one called Pickle Dick, which changed our name to Mike TV. And uh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We went and we did a couple of big tours in China. Did a month tour, and then did a three week tour the year afterwards. Did lots of tours around Europe. Uh, played all over the UK. Did a few, how many albums did we do? Did three albums, lots of EPs, and. Yeah, generally just had some fun. The wild days. That's my amazing. I think if you're in your 20s and you don't have too many responsibilities, being in a, a band is a, a great way to see the world and enjoy your life. Absolutely. My, the, the, the band I was in was very much unlike that. I was in, I played in a bagpipe band. So uh, uh, we, didn't get to, we didn't get to go on tours of China or make records. We, we just made lots of noise. <laughs> I know you pipes fan i know you're into your pipes and i mean like, i don't know how big the bagpipe scene is in uh china so maybe one day you'll get a chinese tour out of it maybe there there is I'll tell you what like yourself if the paper comes up i will jump at it no don't, don't worry <laughs> um is your band still playing together then no we haven't done anything for about five years now unfortunately um yeah just it's hard everyone is in different parts of the country and got into like doing different things obviously I was playing cricket a bit more and then got into running and you, you kind of just fall away from it I'd love to go and play some gigs and do something like that again one day and we are, we have spoken about it and stuff so I would love to do it so maybe one day cool brilliant stuff like I say it's brilliant I mean pe- people can kind of look you up on your on your blog and stuff and see all you know the links to the come diamond these shows and stuff if they want to go and have a look it's I think it's superb that you kind of keep that stuff all documented and uh, yeah very very interesting I, I recommend any listeners going off to uh, to take a look at that but if we um if we now zoom in on the running so 2016 yep. comes about you hate you hate running but then you decided for some strange reason to do it and run your first 10k so so what what made you make that switch and, and try it? Was it a friend or somebody you knew? Yeah, it was actually. One of my cricket mates was living in the cottage that I live in. I'm still here now, the one I'm going to do the marathon around. Um, yeah. He lived in the end cottage. Um, various well, cricket, well, my cricket mates have lived in that cottage. And he's a personal trainer. So he said he'd help me get a bit fitter, do some gym stuff, do some running if I helped him uh, walk his dog during the day when he was at work. I was like, yeah, good swap um so did the running bit and I just really enjoyed it it was awful it hurt it hurt my knees I felt terrible I was really unfit my lungs were trying to fly out my mouth but um <laughs> yeah I just really got into it and yeah just I, it's something resonated with me like whilst doing it I felt terrible but then afterwards I was like oh wow I feel really good now and I, I've 
throughout time i've had issues with like mental health like in terms of anxiety depression not feeling so good so mm -hmm. the, the running thing and just I, I could tell straight away how much better it made me feel um so yeah i just got into it and i i think in 2016 i did a little bit of running for like maybe two or three months got into it yep. and, and got it did the normal thing did too much got injured and then i didn't really run again for like nine months or so a year something like that and then i started again about three about three and a bit years ago and yeah then okay. never dropped the baton uh after that just fully fully got into it yeah I mean, they, they always say the the bug bites, and it's definitely bitten hard, and it's and it's got lockjaw. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, not, it's cool. I just loved it. I loved going to park run, meeting new people. I love the challenge. I love the physical challenge, like the mental challenge. Um, yeah, I just like doing it really, and like obviously, I run for vegan runners as well, which helped because mm -hmm. uh, veganism veganism is a big thing to me to promote it in a positive way through the running community without. Yeah over overly preaching at people um was a, a really positive thing and really obviously helped help my running yeah well I, I tell you what it might be a good time to kind of kind of chat about that so you, so you mentioned like your the veganism and the running goes together you're so you're a member of the vegan runners runners group which seems to me like to be it's, it's i guess it's uk wide or, or global because when i was at the running show up in birmingham I, I went over to the vegan running store because I was up there with a friend of mine who's who's a vegan and an ultra runner well as well, Jason Skiro. And uh, the the guys up there knew you as well. So um, yes. I guess it's it, is it a global community? Yeah, it, vegan runners. They there is a global thing. There's loads of like different vegan runner groups all around the world, and I think there's one. Um, I think there's one in a lot of the European different countries. But we're Vegan Runners UK, and I've. I should know how many members we've got, but it's in the thousands and it's kind of all around the UK. We do meet up, we do lots of park run meetups, do lots of race meetups. Um, and just only, only real aims of it is to promote veganism through running um, and start those conversations with people. Cause at, the amount of times I've been at park run and someone's come up to me and gone, Oh, I'm thinking about going vegan. Can you tell me how you, how you run uh, on a vegan diet and all stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. That's really good too. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you've offered me some advice and stuff when I was going through through a phase of trying it, and unfortunately, John, I have to disappoint you and say that uh, I've gone I've gone part time vegan. <laughs> oh, 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 damn! What have you done? I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I, you know, I, I was going to leave that to the end of the interview. Yeah, you're probably not going to want to talk to me now, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I found I found for for quite a few months it was good, and and I was initially only going to do it leading up to my South Downs Way 50 race because. Um, I have problems with uh, nausea and stuff um, on long in the later stages of long runs, and I wanted to see if switching to a better diet for a long term before a run mm. uh, was better was better than just focusing on what I'm going to eat during a run. Um, you know, but I yeah I, I tried it and I, I think I, f I found in the end that I'd stopped cooking up all the amazing flamboyant new recipes and stuff that I was enjoying making and just went back to eating trying to eat vegan snacky kind of style and and I was missing something. I really felt like I needed just for a couple of weeks i was feeling really weak and 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 just kind of you know flimsy and stuff so i went straight back to the meat unfortunately and uh, I, I, obviously i felt better because i'm supplying my body with more stuff now but i obviously didn't do it the smart way and the proper way so yeah i may give it another go in the future yeah give it another go i think i think the vegan thing i think when people go vegan for uh health which is great everything like that, I, I think that's wicked when people want to make some changes and they know that it's mm -hmm. it's going to help with their running because 
apparently it helps if you i'm no expert but it helps with recovery and stuff like that um yeah but i think if people want to stick with veganism you have to really want to do it for the animals because then at the end of the day if you're going to if you if you're going to stick with something you've got that heart that thing in your heart you just think well there's no way i'd go back to eating meat or dairy or anything like that because why would i when i'm it's like full to animals so i think I think you have to have that kind of initial kind of grounding of why you're doing it. But I understand a lot of people, especially with the Game Changers documentary, got into it yeah. and wanted to find out more about it. And that's great. I think that's brilliant. I think people trying it, you tried lots of new things. It didn't mm. work this time, but maybe you can give it another go in the future with a bit more of a sustained kind of plan, like meal plan, what you're going to eat and stuff like that. Yeah, good on yeah. you, mate. Good work. Yeah, no, cheers. It's, it's, it's a good point. And, and, you know, similarly to, you know, when you go and race long distances like the marathon and stuff, you know, you have to have your whole heart and soul into it and you have to have reasons for finishing it and stuff, I think, because it's, it's a similar thing, isn't it? It's like I felt like I was probably trying the vegan thing maybe for very like selfish reasons, I guess. They are selfish reasons. There was, you know, there was good stuff that came out of it, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think I think you, you probably hit the nail on the head there that you have to really want to do it for maybe some some other good reasons as well. So. Yeah. Um, so, John, back to the running. Yeah. 2016. 2016, you did your, your first 10K. That was obviously soon after you were introduced or went back to the running to try it. Um, yeah. Which 10K was that? I did one in Leeds, actually, because I used to work for a business up in Leeds. So I think I did one. It was a, uh, the Abbey Dash, which is quite a nice, fast one. Okay. And yeah. um, I think I did about 49 minutes for my first 10K, and I was stoked. Awesome. Were you dressed as a broccoli? No, no broccoli outfit, just normal running gear. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd ask. <laughs> did, you, did, did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Uh, how how did it all go? It. I loved it. I loved the, being nervous before the race. I loved the race experience. I lo yeah, I just thought it was great. And I felt I just really liked getting up, getting up early, doing the race and all done and then celebrating for the rest of the day that I'd, I'd achieved something. So, yeah, I loved it. Fantastic. So I guess you you kind of like immediately felt those those kind of like mental health benefits and stuff from from entering an event and running with with loads of people. Yeah, it did. I felt yeah, felt straight away and then entered some more like um, I had a, had a break then from running for a few months because I got injured and then started again. Started just running around Petersfield where I live a little bit and then got straight into. I think I did. Where did I do? I did like the Worthing 10k or something like that. I, 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 got down to about 44 minutes and I was uh -huh. like oh, wow I'm okay at this and then I did Chichester 10k and got down to 42 so like, oh, I'm getting better I'll keep I'll keep going and then um someone introduced me to park run so I did my first park run whilst very hungover on Christmas day at QE park <laughs> um and then I was hooked on park run so yeah I try to go to park run every week now um yeah good yeah, it felt good straight away I was I was going to ask you actually for that, for that that 25th of December um, park run that you did the first one, I was going to ask you which which one it was. And obviously on a hangover, I'm thinking Queen Elizabeth Country Park <laughs> park run on a hangover. Mm, that doesn't bode very well together. No, no, it was it was hard work, mate. Um, but I'm really glad I got up and did it, and it felt really good. I, felt, I was knackered for the rest of Christmas Day because I'd obviously only been running properly for about three months. Um, and yeah, but it was it was a good challenge and a good way to start the day. And I was like, oh, I'm quite, I'm quite good at this. I came, I must have come like top fifteen or something like that. And I thought oh, I've done all right. There's a big old bloody hill there. Yeah, now I see what that hill is. That hill is awful because they you kind of you have the briefing at Queen Elizabeth Country Park Park Run for those of who haven't been there. 
yeah. then you kind of you're on a hill as it is so you're kind of like one leg is is bent the other one is is straight and you kind of walk up this hill which you think is great because they start you at the top of the hill but then you have to come around and do the entire hill again in the second loop and it's it's really hard work it's a mean, very hard park right yeah it's really really tough but like you said it's a real gem of a park run i think because mm. it's in it's in it's in queen elizabeth country park and it's yeah, the setting's really nice there's always loads of parking there's a nice coffee shop that you can use afterwards and there's not that many people that attend that park run i think the numbers are always pretty pretty stable and pretty low compared to a lot of them and there's a reason for that it's because someone put a bloody big hill in the middle of it yeah exactly <laughs> i think it is i think it is the terrain a lot of people are put off by it but I, I highly recommend people go and try that one. No, but yeah, yeah it's, you're right. It's a good one. Yeah, it's one I should do more often. But I always end up going to Hogmore because it's uh, nearly the same distance for me, and it's just two countryside kind of loops and stuff like that. So I go to Hogmore a lot more than I do QE. But once once this whole coronavirus pandemic is over, get back to QE definitely. And it's really it's so much easier to run there as well in the in the summer in weather like this. It would have been perfect today. Mm. Um, it's a lot drier. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to get back up there. I've, obviously, I use the park a lot, and I'm 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 up training near you very often on Saturdays and Sundays early. And you know, so we should we should hook up at some point for some uh, Butts of Hill loops, or or even just some coffee and cake after after park runs. That'd be good. Um, up for it, John. After um after that, uh, well, I was going to say pretty probably pretty soon after you started running, you decided to run your first marathon at Brighton, and it's like I like I said earlier, it's like really remarkable what you've achieved just in these four years because. So, you, so uh, I mean, running a marathon two years into the running, I guess I guess a few people, you know, do do it. But considering it was late 2017 that you started, or late 2016, mm. um, how did that go? And um, what made you decide to, like, go for marathon? Did you just want to just dive straight into the running thing? I'd done a few halves, and uh, I really enjoyed doing the half marathons. And I still think that's my favourite distance, even though I haven't quite conquered or got the, to the time that I want to. Um and I really enjoyed doing those, and uh, I thought well, I'll give myself a bit more of a challenge. I think I think I entered it because I was fundraising to go because I help a cricket charity called Cricket Without Boundaries. I've been out to Africa a couple of times with them. I've been to Rwanda and Uganda. Uh, mm-hmm. You go out there and teach cricket um, and teach HIV aware- awareness through through the medium of cricket. And uh, I thought well, I'll do a fundraising marathon for it, and did Brighton. I think I fundraised like a couple of grand again and for the trip and everything like that um and yeah i just thought well, i'll give it a go and do the training and it's a challenge and obviously when i'd done training in the past i kind of just winged it you know you always wing it like up to like a half marathon and i joined a club i joined list runners as well my local club and okay learned some stuff from them everything like that i did some long runs with them but then when it got to brighton i started following a marathon training plan so that was the first time i'd ever followed a training plan it was kind of weird and yeah but it was it was fun to have that kind of routine and follow that plan Mm. yeah i think the structure is like pretty interesting when you start including it in your running because like myself like uh, you should just go out and just you know just run 10ks whatever and as soon as that structure comes along it really does kind of like kind of neaten the running a bit and obviously the improvements you see are just are just incredible and and it's a very similar path that a lot of runners take when they start you know they just kind of they're running, I guess, casually, um, doing their own kind of thing, whether it's speed training or not. But yeah, that structure is really, really good. So I, I assume joining a club, you would do the standard Tuesday speed session, Thursday speed session, weekend long run. Yeah, it was kind of wet, that list. I only have one speed session a week. So it was a hard speed session on a Wednesday, then a long run on okay. a Sunday. Um, yeah, 
so uh, yeah and I I normally do like park run on a Saturday so I'd have two faster runs in the week and then cool. rest rest easy and then long Sunday run but I was obviously following the marathon training plan as well so I just kind of did that really and it was really fun but it was I'm not very good at following training plans so I need to get that's something I definitely need to get better at and if if I do another mm-hmm. marathon this year uh, obviously I haven't done any training plan for the garden marathon um but if I do yeah, it yeah. If I follow a training plan late in the year, I think I'd obviously reap the benefits again from it, from being a bit more regimented. Because kind of at the moment, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm sure lots of us do it as runners, I get stuck in the same kind of thing. I do all my mm. runs at an easy pace, other than hard interval session one day, uh, hard park run on Saturday or a tempo run, um, and then a, lo- a longer run on a Sunday. So you kind of... Yeah you kind of get stuck at a rut sometimes. So I think a training plan obviously could be beneficial. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, obviously that, that training worked worked for you because London 2019 was when you when you broke the, the sub three in the big smoke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did, yeah, I did. I was, that was the best day of my life. I did 3.05 at Brighton and I was aiming for sub three at Brighton and I was so close and I was on for it until like last five miles and then the little leggies died. And uh, I didn't didn't quite get there. So for London, I didn't follow a training plan at all. Um, I did about ten weeks of training, and uh, yeah, got to sub three somehow. I was yeah, really lucky. What did that last ten k feel like, John? Of that of that uh, that two it was two fifty eight eleven you ran was it? Yeah, two two fifty eight nineteen. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt great. Yeah, the last ten k felt. I think the last ten k was my fastest. Because I'd really paced it really evenly. I just what all I didn't care about getting anything that like I didn't want. Two fifty five, two fifty. I didn't care. I just wanted under three hours. So I kept it at like two fifty nine all the way pace all the way around until like last ten k, and then I kind of sped up, and yeah, felt great. Even had a little sprint wow. finish going on. So it was literally, you know, when you have a race and you're just like, this is the best day ever. It couldn't have gone yep. any better. So I was very lucky and very happy with it. That's fantastic because obviously that you know that last ten k is is you know a lot of people say that's where the race that's where the race starts and um you know you you feel that all the time even in training runs so yeah. you must have like did you did you do like any big kind of marathon or same time on feet type runs before that that day or did just did just everything just aligned the stars aligned? Well, I i think what happened was i got injured at, obviously the race was last april got injured in january and I probably only ran like 90 miles in january um which is not ideal for marathon training but then when i got to february i went to india to do this charity bike ride for the january and did like 250 mile bike ride across five days and didn't get much running done but i was trying to run in the evenings after doing the bike ride just even like a 10k or something um okay but I think that bike ride gave me a good kind of base fitness, um, which mm. just doing five 50 mile bike rides in a row, like gave me a good kind of base fitness. And then did, yeah, as, as you said, did, I think I did maybe three 20 milers in training, three, maybe two. Okay. I, I did what I, I, I knew that I was on for it. Like when a month out, I did a 20 mile run at marathon pace and got it done and felt fine. So That's yeah. Good. That's really, really good. I think I'll be coming to you for some, for some advice because it's something that I certainly want to tick off uh, my my list at some point if I can. Um, oh, I, I always feel yeah. that I fade. <laughs> yeah, 
you can do it, mate. You can definitely do it. That last, te- yeah, I was lucky at London, but the one at Brighton, wow, the last 10K was like the worst 10K ever. I mm. couldn't have been in any more pain. Yeah, no. Well, uh, well, re- really well done. I mean, to start running so you know so late and and to do that is is a, is an absolutely incredible achievement. So whatever you did was was good. And I think I'm also gonna gonna say that vegan diet probably helped a little bit as well. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that good healthy eating habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, John, you've, you've you. I mean, your PBs are all like really really excellent and stuff i think I, I don't know if your website was was up to date and stuff but your 5k time is is listed as 1709 does that still stand yeah i think they're all up to date yeah i haven't had a pb for a while <laughs> uh, it'll come it'll come i'm sure it will but i mean i mean you look your times are incredible already your 10k is 35 41 um yeah. five mile time is 28 38 and by the way was that five mile race the uh billy line one or was it um the one over in chichester and that was a victory five Oh, the victory five. Sorry. Yeah. Why, why did I forget about the victory five? Yeah. Um, your, your 10 mile time, you've broken the hour, which is fantastic as well. Obviously another big, big um, uh, target for a lot of runners out there. Um, a lot of runners always just missed that, but you've, you run a 59.11 for the Great South, is that? Or? I did 59, maybe 30 at the Great South. And then two okay. weeks later, I did hailing 10 and got 59.11. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic, and and you said that the half marathon you haven't quite cracked yet, but your your best time is is one hour twenty and twenty three seconds. That's brilliant, and obviously your marathon two fifty eight nineteen, amazing. I mean, you should be you should feel really proud looking at those, man. Honestly, big big achievements. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. That's very kind. As runners, we all want more, though, don't we? You know, you get that PB, and you're like, I know I could go faster if I get this training right. So, I felt, oh yeah, I felt like because I've been training this year for the Fleet Half Marathon, and I felt that I was on like look, using Strava Summit and checking my fitness and doing all that kind of geeking stuff I definitely felt like I was on for like under 120 for the first time I seem to always have bad luck with half marathons I either get injured or get ill before them or some mm. something happens bad for a half marathon and obviously Fleet Fleet's one was the coronavirus pandemic which uh, caused it to be cancelled which is which is really bloody bad so um well, it, it'll it'll come, dude. And yeah. you know, I think I think sometimes the longer you wait for these things, the sweeter they are when they happen. So, oh, I agree. I totally agree. And like, and when you first, when I first got into running, it was all about PBs, and obviously I was do, I was getting better quite quickly, and like enjoy like enjoying it at the same time, and buzzing from getting faster. And people were like, how can you run like that fast when you've only just started? And I was like, oh no, I'm just running. And then obviously <laughs> you kind of like plateau, and then you try different things, and yeah, and yeah, and like now it's, it'd be lovely to get PBs again. I'd love to get a 5K and a um, half marathon PB this year, but obviously this whole coronavirus thing puts things into perspective. And the thought of not actually having the freedom to go out running because we're on like a proper lockdown is far more important. And it kind of kind of brings you into realization of why you're running in the first place, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I think so i think so and and you know we, we we spoke about this earlier it's just i think when all this is over people are going to appreciate freedoms and and appreciate yeah. a lot of things not just being able to race and stuff but you know things generally that we that we have the luxury of having and using and and experiencing in life generally i think it's going to be a real eye-opener and, and a real change in in society hopefully although we'll probably just end up going back into our fucking ways won't we <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I like the former idea a lot more. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. But 
it depends people as humans we seem to forget stuff quite quickly and, and like move on but we'll see hopefully a lot of people will learn a lot of stuff from this and l learn about themselves and oh, i don't know we'll see anyway the main thing mm -hmm. is that we get through it and you know keep going and keep staying strong and try and stay positive and helping each other out yeah, yeah cool good good um John, uh, no, obviously, I don't want to take too much of your time, and but I, the one thing I wanted to chat about before before we kind of start start closing off the interview was um, your uh, joining the Hocker Racer program because yes. uh, obviously we're we're both on the program. I myself feel extremely privileged and so happy to be a part of the team at, at Hocker and love the shoes. Um, like I say, they've they saved my ultra running um and and the variety of trainers they've got with that, that awesome cushioning underneath them has really kind of helped keep my body and my feet together but um how did the opportunity to join the hocker racer program come about for you well um i saw it online and then joe uh we both know joe wade lovely joe um yep. and he mentioned it to me and yeah i signed up for it and uh, they got in touch and said i'd been successful and i was like oh awesome that's cool because i do i was already running in the hoka shoes um mm -hmm. and I, was, I thought, well, yeah, I don't mind promoting Hoka. It seems like a good brand. They make shoes that I run in and get some nice shoes to, to run in and promote across social media. Not not a problem. So, yeah, I, yeah. I'm really lucky and really grateful to Joe um, for um, asking, sending me the link and telling me to get involved and obviously being an amazing rep for Hoka. So, yeah, mm. he's he's been the real catalyst towards it and, um, he was the real catalyst to getting Hoka to promote the um, Garden Marathon on social media as well. So, yeah, massive shout out to Joe for being a legend and a seriously good runner. He is, isn't he? He's, um, yeah, he, a lot of people haven't heard of Joe, but he's, when he races, he races proper fast. He is quick. And he's also yep. a good dude as well, which is the main thing, because we can put all these PBs aside, like, and, like doesn't really care sometimes as long as someone's not a knobhead but luckily we're lucky with the running community most people are really lovely and supportive yeah yeah i, I find that as well you know it's with we, i've I count my lucky blessings or whatever it is I, I thank the universe every day that that i got involved in in a sport like this because like you say everyone's so supportive and stuff and you know again someone like joe kind of you know seeing you running in the hawker shoes and stuff and kind of giving you a shout out to join the program and stuff really helps and like you say he's he's a great guy super super speedy dude um and we have we're i think we're, we're very lucky to uh, to be a part of the program and um having the the support and help from hocker as well um what what, what shoes so far from hocker have you have you tested which 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 ones which ones do you like well i love the clifton i mean the clifton six is just just a great everyday kind of yeah. this is so bloody comfortable isn't it they're like slippers, aren't they? They just they just fit on. They slip on. That that fabric on top is just so comfortable, and and the bounce and spring you get off your step is, yeah. It's, I haven't I, I haven't seen a bad thing written about them. I think. No, you're right. Um, and uh, yeah, I yeah, I love those. And obviously, we haven't. Been, well, I haven't been running for long. I'd only tried the Clifton Five before, and I like the Five, but it's a bit more. I think the six is just a better shoe to run in. It just feels a bit quicker and a bit nicer, mm. a bit more streamlined. I, I've still got a pair of fives, which I run in, which are great. Um, but I would love to have got a pair. I know they re-released the ones last year, and I would have liked to have got a pair of those to, to try, but um, sadly not. But the Rincon, uh, that is a rad shoe. Yeah, you, do you do all your fast, all your faster runs, your 
kind of like a pavement park runs and, and your speed sessions in those shoes yeah I, I, yeah i just really like when I, when i first got a pair i put them on and the first 100 miles or so i was like yeah these are okay they're like a a, a faster version of the clifton they're um the upper there's, there's hardly any upper they're just really fast and responsive and nice but you wouldn't say they're a traditional kind of racing shoe they're more like a, a fast training shoe but mm. I, i'd happily wear them for, i think I've just got a new pair actually, and I'm going to save them for like next time I race a half marathon because I just, I just really like cool. racing them. I just I, they're just such a comfortable not. They just feel like a nice shoe to to run fast in. Um, but obviously trail wise, I really like the Torrent. I think the Torrent's great. I've just got some of the Speed Goat Four, and yeah, I've liked those as well. But yeah, I really like the Clifton and the Rincon. Um, yeah. My like go to ratio was the Tracer, but I think they stopped making those Tracer Two. Yeah, I've not seen those on their on their on their website recently, actually. Yeah, I think the the rocket, carbon rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it carbon rocket? Yes, uh, replace those. So, but oh, okay, I've got a pair of those. But they're just. I think the next big shoe they're going to do is the Rocket X. Yes, I've seen murmurs of that uh, happening. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's really weird because yeah. we always think as runners, we've got enough shoes, we've got enough shoes. But then you see a new pair of shoes and you try them on, you're like, ah. And it's fair enough because we do a shitload of running. So you want to have nice things on your feet to run in, don't we? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's something I neglected when I when I first started running was I, I would go to, I'd go online to various retailers and just look in the bargain bin. I, I didn't even look at names of shoes or brands or whether they were trail or road. I just literally looked in the bargain bin, got what was cheapest and just put those on my feet. And I think that's where I where I really struggled with the, with the bone issues and stuff mm. um but yeah have you seen the the really really cool I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it like a really cool ratty design with the hocker 10 iron shoe those big there's one with the big hill i have seen those you've got some haven't you i i do you know i actually i was i was gonna give a, sh- a shout out actually to, to to hocker on 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 this particular point we we're talking about because at the moment they've on their website you can go and buy a pair of shoes from them on this 30-day trial program thing that they've got going yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you'll get a pair of shoes sent through the post, and you pay for them. But you can use them for thirty days, um, and as long as they're not, you know, completely broken and stuff. If you end up not liking them or or feeling they're not they're not right for you at the time, then you yeah. can send them back and you get a full refund. And you can do that with um, up to four pairs because I, I really think they want people to kind of like you know try out their shoes. And oh, so wow. I got a pair through that program. Um, you know, thinking maybe I'll keep them. I'll, I'll see how it goes. But they're not quite ready for me yet with all the races that have been cancelled. So I've sent them back. But they were they were fascinating to use. Really difficult to really odd to walk in. Yeah. Uh, they they come with a warning saying you know not to, please don't drive in these and don't walk up and down stairs with these. So um, if there are staircases and stuff in in some of the races, then you know you might have to be really really careful. But yeah, a fascinating shoe. Running up and down hill, you really feel that hill kind of kicking. Uh, but it's just incredible how light they were. They just there was, you know, looking at them, you'd think you know you were going to feel like a wedge of wood, a wood under your feet. But they just felt like a pair of Cliftons, which was which was bizarre. Wow, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely try them on. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'll, I'd I'd ever have need for a pair. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And like, yeah, we we all pick the shoes that we that we need for our the racing that we're doing, don't we? So we do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm myself. Um, you you say you like the Cliftons. I've I've got on really well with the Bondi Six as well. I think the Bondi Six is so closely 
like the Clifton, um, with maybe a little bit more cushioning underneath. Um, I find it a little bit more kind of bouncy and soft underfoot, so I'll use those for like recovery runs on the seafront and stuff. Um, nice. But I, I love racing or doing my speed work in my Carbon X shoes. I just think they're they're so nice, and the the fabric on top is almost like it's as thin as rice paper. It's just there's just nothing to it. Um, but underneath, they've got a real kind of solid that almost feels like it matches the shape of your foot piece of cushioning underneath. And and I think that carbon plate inside makes a difference as well. It's really good, really yep. good pair of shoes. I highly recommend them if you if you want something like that. Uh, right. Um, so my, my favorite kind of like, just to kind of close off with John, my favorite, I'm going to call it like an office type question is, is like, where do you see yourself with the running like coming up over the next couple of years? Like what, what plans have you got? What marathons have, have you got? Have you got any ultras planned? What, 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 where do you see your, yourself going with the running? Well, my name is to get this bloody garden marathon done tomorrow. Ho- hopefully win that, get first place uh, yes. out of one runner. Um, uh, but then running in general, I'd, like this year, I'd love to get a 5K. I'd like to go sub 17 5K and sub 120 half this year because I know I can do it if I get do the right training. Uh, so fingers crossed for that. That'd be pretty cool get some pbs in those uh uh i've entered valencia marathon again later in the year so dependent on obviously how the coronavirus thing goes and whether i want to do marathon training or not i'll i'll do that maybe but maybe i don't know i I quite like doing the shorter faster stuff but yeah i like doing marathons i don't know just keep mixing it up and keep doing lots of different things i would definitely like to do some ultra marathon stuff one day um okay uh i just like being part of the running community and going out seeing people and doing races and i love going to park run i love chatting to people about running like after a race or before race yeah. just buzzing of people um i'd love to train with more people and i think i think for me i think i'd like to become a better runner like in terms of like technique and uh do some follow some training plans and everything like that and i think yeah i think learn a bit more about that kind of thing and try and Try and really push myself, but without becoming so obsessed that it affects my mental health and I stop enjoying it. Yeah, that's that, that's a super important point. Brilliant, excellent. Well, it's just nice to hear what, what you've got uh, lined up up the pickled sleeve. So it's good. It's good. Um, listen, John. Uh, one thing I always do with with the guests is just ask a couple of what I call recovery run questions. Just a kind of like you know, just a couple of extra bits to find out about you. Um, and uh, is that okay if I ask you ask you these? They're, they're kind of off the cuff. Quick anything fire question. Like, anything you want. Awesome. And and of course it's running related, so that will keep you happy. <laughs> um, I know you've done a lot of running in Portsmouth, and this is the Portsmouth Running Podcast. So I'm going to ask you uh what your favorite running route is in Portsmouth. Well, it ha- it'd have to be flat, wouldn't it? Have to be, I think I've done most of my um Portsmouth running down uh on South Sea beachfront, haven't I? But I mean okay. the, Yeah, I love the South Sea Park run, nice flat out and back if it's a nice sunny uh, not windy day. I suppose that's awesome. really good. Or the or the Great South Run, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Good route. Good. Good answer. So yeah, seeing all the historical ships and and all the the bits and pieces in the in the city. Cool. Uh, didn't really see that. What's much. your favourite race? Sorry. I didn't really see that much because I was in so much pain throughout it. But yeah. <laughs> you kind of you you know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> what's your um? I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just there it's just a big blob yeah. Yeah. what's your what's your favorite race john your favorite race that, that you've done uh one that you do over again and again if you could 
I think I'd have to, off the top of my head, I'd say London Marathon, just because I had such a good day. And obviously mm-hmm. it was a good run for me. But just the amount of people cheering, being like the world's biggest show off, just having people cheer for 26 miles nonstop felt like I had to actually do what I was supposed to be doing, which was run my sub free time. Um, yeah, so felt cool. like I'd say London. Good work. Uh, your favourite running shoe at the moment? Hoka Rincon. I just, okay. I, I love them so much. I, I take them to bed with me and give them a cuddle. Cool. And, and um, obviously just, just one more for the, for the podcast, although we've, we've done this to death already and you can see where I'm going with this. What's your favorite uh, running shoe brand, John? Um, it's Hoka. Hoka One. <laughs> Hoka One. Brilliant. Brilliant. And do you know, do you know what, a quick one, if, if you phone Hoka, they, or Hoka or Hoka, it's pronounced differently. Um, they actually go, hello, welcome to Hoka One One. How can we help oh, okay. you today? And I'm like, it's not one one. It's actually one one. And I've and I've said this before on the podcast. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's Maori. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's just funny that that, uh, that they that they say one one on the on the phone, which is quite That's quite really hilarious. Weird, right? Sorry, That's really weird that like the people answering the phone say the name of the brand wrong. I know, I know, it's quite bizarre. I was gonna, I was gonna tell Joe next time I speak to him, but uh, yeah, just, just, just funny. Um, okay, what, what do you do post race, John? Are there any, is there anything you kind of treat yourself to after, a, after a good hard run? Post race, if I've been good and had like a good race and good PB, I'd like, or just enjoyed it or whatever. I'd eat something nice and I, I like a nice treat of something healthy and unhealthy at the same time. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, okay. I'm laughing because my girlfriend's just come around the corner with she's making um, a Finnish flag for tomorrow and some cheering boards and stuff like that. So that made me laugh. Um, and I'd probably in the evening then go and have a couple of pints of Ponzi craft beer, pale ale, and IPO. Delicious, lovely, lovely stuff. And, and listen, is, is Rowena there right now? Because she can come on and say hello if she wants as well. Right, do you want to come and say hello to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, she's the second biggest show off I know after myself, so she will do. Ah. Hello to the podcast. Get close. Hello, Rowena. How's it going? How's it going there with the preparations for the Garden Marathon? Uh, it's going well. I'm taking my role as creative director very seriously. Uh, I've heard. Yeah, we just wait until you see the medal. Honestly, probably one of my greatest achievements so far in life. <laughs> ah can't wait i can't wait and everyone who's listening is is really going to be keen to see that now so we can't wait to see all the signs and and good luck listen good luck with all the broadcasting and stuff that you're, that you're doing tomorrow i know you're you're going to be filming on facebook and stuff so yeah we hope that all goes well <laughs> yeah that's an area in which i'm not very experienced so sorry if it goes wrong it will be fine it will be fun <laughs> enjoy it commentator yeah absolutely, absolutely. i'll put on my tattoos yeah. and you will get bored <laughs> huh? Can you yeah oh well done you wow brilliant you about my girlfriend <laughs> um john john listen um we've we've kind of come to the end and i, I was okay. gonna ask you one last question is um you've you said it before but have you got something to say about the running community i mean again i always normally ask people what they think of the the running community down south um in portsmouth particularly but Obviously, this is about Portsmouth and the surrounding area, so um, Petersfield as well is included. Uh, what, what have you got something to say about the the running community and, and and kind of like how how amazing it is? Yeah, I'd just like to say thank you, really. Like, thank you for being so welcoming to obviously me and like anyone, any new runner. We're not judgmental community. It doesn't matter if you can do a fourteen minute five k or it takes you three days. No one gives a damn, really. It's just about mm. getting 
and doing running. And I just find that from going from playing team sports like cricket, where it's obviously a little bit more bantery and kind of stuff like that. And, uh, you get sledging and stuff like that in cricket to everything being everyone just being dead nice in running you obviously get the odd knob but not that often so a massive i'd just say a massive thank you to the running community and and the running community in ports was bloody lovely as well um uh like at park run or at races or anything like that everyone everyone's dead nice dead supportive and yeah just great keep it up if you're listening to this and you want to become a runner or something and you're worried about people judging you or anything like that do not because they people just don't care they're just happy that you're out running and part of this amazing kind of uh community of being able to run and move our bodies in a positive way john that's amazing really really nice lovely words really appreciate it thank you so so much for your time again and i'm going to let you go off and get your mind into the right place and uh and enjoy a a nice meal pre-marathon and look forward to to watching you tomorrow you're an absolute legend thank you so much for having me and on the podcast and everything you do for the running community you're a good man thank you very much i really appreciate it time to fly mate enjoy tomorrow cheers brother take care